Hey everybody, we're live tonight with another Savage Gentleman podcast and uh, you know we took a few weeks off for the holidays and we took that time to rebuild our set. We got a new fresh look, we got some fresh faces too. Joining us is Matt Winslow and he's kind of a behind the scenes guy with Ready Man and, and Savage Gentleman so we wanted to bring him out. And of course we have with us none other than The Man Spot here live to talk to us about dad stuff. Good being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you know, it's always a pleasure. So we're going over what I like to call, you know, the best job I've ever had, and that is being a dad, being a father. And it's something that hopefully you guys listening, you guys watching, have some experience with. And if you don't, then hopefully someday you will. And um, we just want to talk about that and what it means to us and how we can all be better dads out there. Because I think that's something that we all strive to be. You know, it's a new year. So we, we've got some of those resolutions, and, and people are trying to better themselves. Nothing better than being a better dad. What do, you, what do you think? Well, you know, the thing about it is it's the best job in the world, but it's also the hardest job in the world. Absolutely. You know, I look back when, you know, when I was a kid and how great my dad was, and sometimes it's, I feel like I fall short of that, you know? Yeah. It's tough, man. I mean, especially if you've, you had a strong you know, father figure, male role model to, to fill in those shoes is, is definitely tough, but that's what we're all out here trying to do. And, you know, it's nice because we've got a, a circle of guys to lean on and, and learn from each other. And I think that's, what's cool about Savage Gentlemen is we've got this community that we've built up um, where we can learn from each other. We've got you guys commenting some good stuff. Uh, Chris Yates says being a dad is the worst kick in the nuts, unpaid, horrible job you will ever love. And um, some days it feels like that for sure. What do you think? Absolutely. Well, I think when you think about being a dad and you think you always think back to your own personal experience and you always think, okay, this is how my dad did it. How am I going to do it? Am I going to do it like my dad or am I going to do it like somebody else that I wish was my dad? Sure. Because growing up, you would always see your friends and you would be like, why does your dad do that for you? And why doesn't my dad do that? So that it's funny when you're, when you're a child, even growing up, you know there's a big difference between dads just looking at your peers. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Everyone has a different style, and I don't know that there's one definitive right or wrong way. I mean, each kid is different. Each situation is different. But, you know, for us, we're always trying to do our best. I think that's – And we are back. Looks like we had a technical difficulty. Apparently, the Internet doesn't want us talking about dad stuff. I don't know. No, I think we're uh, – again, we're experimenting. You know, new year, new gear, new set – New stuff. There's some glitches, but uh, we're we're back on track. And again, we're talking about dad stuff. Got a lot of people tuning in. Um, the uh, the mean guys, manliness is next to godliness. They're tuning in. So happy to have you guys here. Uh, Matt Birchfield's on YouTube tuning in. So uh, in in the U.S. Navy. So thank you for your service, sir. So let's let's talk more about you know being a dad. How many? So tell what, us about your kids. Yeah, let's break it down to our experience of being. Yeah. A so what do you? So so Matt, you're actually the. Uh, the veteran. Surprisingly, I'm the veteran in this yeah. group. I've got a six-year-old boy, Boston. He's actually turning seven in February. And the best little kid I could have ever asked, asked for. I'd like to think it's because I'm an exceptional parent. <laughs> sure. But I just lucked out. So I have two little boys, uh, two and a half years old and four months. <laughs> so, yeah, two boys. Nice. Good for you. Good for you. So I have, and you guys may have seen my little one run around Maverly. Um, she actually comes here to work with me most days, and uh, she just turned three, and then we actually have a little one on the way, and we didn't, we, I realized we haven't announced the gender. So uh, live, forever, all you hear, we are having a 
little boy. Booyah! Yes. Got one. Yeah. Wow. So uh, pretty excited about that. Little girls are amazing. I love my daughter so much, but um, she is the spitting image of my wife, which is amazing. But it'll be nice to have you know a mini me for myself. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, you know, have a little bud to wrestle yeah, with and exactly. fight with and, yep. and exactly do manly stuff. With. Do manly stuff. Well, and you know, and, and and I to an extent, I do that with my daughter as well. You know, take mm-hmm. her out hiking and doing a bunch of fun stuff. But I, it's something about you know having having a little boy to. To go along with and do stuff is, is I don't know, something cool about it. Something cool. It is. It's a connection thing. Yeah. It's kind of like a bond. Yeah. Well, and, and it evens the score out, right? Because it's like my wife and my daughter. I'm outnumbered. Now we're going to have another boy. So it's, it's evening yeah. the, uh, the household. I think that's important. Well, congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Well, cheers. Hey, cheers well, to that, hey, boy. Cheers to that. Hey, hey cheers. Yes. Cheers. Yes, indeed. So let's see. We've got a, a lot of people commenting in. Um, so Chris Yates, he has four kids, ages 25 to 18. Wow, good for you. And, and you know, you, you're probably more of an expert on the topic than we are. Um, we're we're, we're still kind of new at this game. Because obviously we uh, our limits are six years old. Six so years old. Yeah, as much as almost seven. And they say the fun begins, you know, right pretty much after, what, 10 years old? Is when it's just like, oh, dear. I could see that. Oh, I don't know. So the thing for me, like, the fun really began – Probably when she started walking and, and talking, and and the older she gets, the more fun, you know, it is because you get to see the world through a child's eyes, which I think is is awesome, and it really puts into light the importance of what your job is today, because you realize, okay, this is this an impressionable human being that that I'm we as parents are cultivating and you know growing into another member of society yeah. that is a huge responsibility it's something i'm sure you guys as well take super serious well it's an absolutely phenomenal feeling when you go to your kids play or something like that and they do something or they create an achievement yeah and it's just amazing to think that you had a hand in doing that yeah it's cool and and you know what do you you because let's see little spot is how old is he now he's two he and just half. turned two and a half yeah. yeah two and a half so i mean Obviously, when, when I think about being a, be- a dad, and uh, I'll kind of change the subject just a little bit, when, when we think about being dads and we think about our time, our day and age, how can we be a good dad versus the way our dad was or, you know, the dads before them? And the biggest thing that I can always refer back to is just spending as much time with your kids as yeah. possible. And obviously, as being uh, men, we have the responsibility of providing for our family. And obviously, I'm not being sexist here because women are in the workforce as well, which also just puts all that more pressure as men to, you know, be there for our kids when they need us. Because by far, when I was little and I saw my friends and their dads, I would always be jealous of the dads that were able to actually take their kids camping. Sure, and do or stuff. doing stuff with them because it's like, well, my dad can't do that because he's, you know, he's working right now. Yep. You know, and even just being in the moment, we're so bombarded with social media, our phones. If, if Jeff wants to get a hold of me through email or text, he's going to get a hold of me. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So you're always glued to your phone. So it's breaking away from work. And in our case, we're always surrounded by work yeah. uh, to be in the moment and actually, you know, be present for your kids. Well, and, and, and I mean, for a guy like you, this is active on social media. I'm sure that's got to be tough because your livelihood 
is you know social media content you're constantly checking interacting so it's like man how do you carve out that one-on-one important time because i think that for the, even for the rest of us that aren't as heavily involved, we still get sucked into our phones, and mm-hmm. you know we're missing out on some of the greatest moments we could ever experience. You know what? Yep. What do you do to to break away from that? I literally have to set my phone down and say, okay, you know, in the morning and at night, I at least have to have one hour with my boy, uh, now boys, without sure. having my phone, technology, or anything just around. No interruption, I just, have to just put it down. Or- and and literally. Um, I found myself being a better dad when I would actually get on the ground with my boy, play cars with him, get involved. And now that he's getting older, it's actually fun because now I'm actually kind of wrestling with him. I'm actually yeah. throwing him around. Yep. And my wife and uh, my mother-in-law, uh, my mother-in-law now lives with us. And uh, when they see me Cheers play, that. <laughs> the extra help is great. But when they see me play with them, like she actually kind of has to leave the room because I will get really rough yeah. with my boy. But well, that's mother, something I think like, we're, we're missing I, I though. Like, it was, and it's, to me, it's just like I grew up with four brothers, yeah. you know, so it was always just hands on, getting wrestled, getting on the ground. So when I find that I do that with my boy, it helps him get that extra playfulness out of his system. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm here with my dad. And then there's a big difference between playing with dad versus playing with mom. Sure. Yep. Mom is really rough, you know, nice. Oh, look at this. Look at that. Me, right. it's like I'm hands on. Yeah. I'm throwing you on the couch. Uh-huh. Hey, let's go. Well, you know, and we got to prepare them for being men, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole thing in today's society where we have a little bunch of man boys running around. Yeah, we got to yeah, prepare exactly them. It. And like you said, prepare them for being a man. If we can take care different. of their spiritual, emotional, and mental needs, then I feel like we're doing a pretty good job. Absolutely. And let's let's talk about the difference of being preparing boys to be men back then versus now. Sure. Because there's a huge difference now, obviously, with technology. Yep. So I've kind of broke this down before in the past of how we grew up versus our dad. So when, when our parents were growing up, they, boom, microwaves were invented. It was easy to uh, make a meal. Boom. And then all of a sudden, black and white TVs, TV, radio goes to TV. And then, boom, all of a sudden, when kids start coming home, it's like, oh, you know, you finish your chores, you can watch TV. And as long as kids are watching TV, they're not getting into trouble, it's easy to parent them. Oh, yeah. That's technology. Yeah. Watch TV, good. They're not getting into trouble. I don't have to make them do stuff. Yep. But if you ask me, that also makes kids more soft when the parents aren't as firm saying, hey, go do sure. your chores, go well, do this Well, and, and the other thing, too, I mean, I think back as a kid, you know, we got really good at occupying ourselves, right? You figured out stuff to do because you had three channels – Right, and for the most part, there's nothing worth in, in a kid's mind watching, and except for Saturday morning cartoons. So the rest of the time, you had to figure out shit to do on oh, your own. Yeah. You didn't have yeah. a video game or an iPad or something to exactly. Occupy. It's, it's all a progression because then in our time we had the Atari, we had Nintendo, yep. we had video games that would mm-hmm. actually occupy us. So mm-hmm. then parents. It's all about, oh, how can I get more time to do what I need to do for the family in the house? Oh, sure. good. Video games, that's going to keep you quiet. Great. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And Matt Birchfield says, let your kids fail at things and figure things out for themselves. I think that's I great 100% advice, Matt. agree Amen. with that. Absolutely. We need to let them fail. Yep. Uh, some of the best parenting moments that my dad had that I remember is when I got into a ton of trouble. <laughs> I mean, I remember those I don't see you as a day. troublemaking kind of guy. Oh, man, I was a hellion. What? Yeah, I grew this out of that clean stage. Cut? Was that the Marine Corps that did that for you? You know, it, it, it was. Once yeah. I got in the Marine Corps and, and had those drill instructors barking at me, it was just, <laughs> uh, you know, I kept my mouth shut, kept my nose clean, and uh, didn't want any part of that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's part of being a boy. 
right? Yeah. It's getting into trouble. It's scraping your knees. It's climbing trees. It's well, and and again, as a as a father of a of a dad, and my wife would would. Uh, have me by the balls, I'd be remiss to say that little girls can do the same stuff too. Like I, yeah. and, and I'm probably more cavalier than, than I want to let my wife know, but I mean, I let my daughter climb on stuff and scrape knees and bump and fall. And, you yeah. know, cause I want her to be as bit as every bit as tough as my, my son is going to be, if not more so, you know? And mm-hmm. I think, you know, whether you have a, a daughter, a son, I, I think you need to raise them with the, ultimate vision of creating a, a very productive member of society, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think that we're missing, something that we take for granted, that that's our job as a parent, as a dad, Absolutely. as a mom. You know, Jeff Jeff tuned in, and uh, uh, sorry, Jess Hoffner, a good friend of the show, is like, I'm not a dad, but this is awesome. And, yeah, this applies to moms too. And, you know, we're, we're speaking as dads because that's what we are. But, you know, as a parent, we need to prepare our kids to be who we want them to be and not let other people do it. You know, you yeah. want to fix things around you. It starts with your kids, you know, and not raising them to be little hellions. And yeah. sometimes you and, can't help it. But and I think it, it also comes to like putting forth the effort because yes. I mean, it's, it would be so much easier to give my son the iPad mm-hmm. and say, mm-hmm. Hey, here's your favorite show versus spanking his bottom and yeah. be like, no, you know, you don't do that. Sure. And actually parenting. And yep. I think a lot of parents yep. lose sight of that mm-hmm. because punishment is a huge part of parenting and correcting a child. Yeah. Because, I mean, people, yep. and people are afraid to correct them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, like, it's, oh, it's absolutely. the society we live in today. It's it's frowned upon. And there's, there's a lot of ways to, you know, administer correction and, and, you know, check them as opposed to just letting them get their way and, and raising spoiled little brats. And, you know, as far as iPads and stuff, look, I'm sure there's some parents that, that use those from time to time. And that's okay. You know, I mean, I, I've been guilty of just, you know what, the only, I, you know, because I bring her to work with me. You guys may not know that, no. but she's here. Sometimes we have meetings, and, and sometimes the only thing I can do to do that meeting is say, okay, sweetie, here you go, well, take exce- this. It's exception you know? to the rule because, I mean, work comes first and able to provide. Sure, sure, family, sure. But so. it's but it's easy to fall in that trap of, you know what, it's so much easier. Just give them what they want. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want candy and you're not going to stop crying until you have it? Here's some candy. Yep. Here's yep. some TV. Yep. You, and you got to draw that line and in the sand. And that's where it comes back to, is technology hurting our role as parenting? It probably, I mean, it is to an extent. I think so. And it's kind of hard, too, because you can't be that helicopter parent. You can't sure. constantly be on them because that's not good for them either. So you, it, it's striking that balance between yeah. letting them do their own thing, but yet making sure that their butt's going to be whipped into shape if they if they mess up. Well, and then protecting them, too, to not let them go so far. It's like, sure. you know— do I really want them to actually touch the stove to realize it's hot? Probably not, you right. know, but certain mistakes you, you have to make, you have to learn the Absolutely. hard way. So it's, you know, you got to figure that out ahead of time and, and implement those strategies. So it uh, looks like we're getting a ton of comments coming in. Let's see. Anthony Nelson said he's been digging holes for his daughter's future boyfriends. Yeah, I'm with you on that. <laughs> um, Chris Yates says the key to raising your children is to remember that you aren't raising kids. You are raising adults. That's a great point. The mm-hmm. most important thing you can do is prepare them for the time that you aren't there. I, I, I really like that. Um, let's see. There's some more. There's some more. So Matt, Matt Birchfield was whipped daily. Well, uh, we've been there. I, I know the feeling of that. I was – had some uh, some some tough love from time to time. Let's, let's see. Let's answer Jeff's uh, question. What does Jeff say? 
Uh, what advice do you have to distract kids from TV to learn to play oh. on their own these days, especially as an only child? That's that's a tough one, and that's something that I struggle with with daily, especially again bringing here bringing her here to the office. You know, I've got to work. I can't just occupy her time. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't entertain her, but then I also can't just let her watch TV. So, th- for me, it's it's setting a you know they want to play. They like TV, but they want to play. They want to interact with you. So you can, if you can interact with them and teach them how to play That's and model what playing say. is, right? So I'll take her dollies teaching and them how to play. Yeah, and and we'll we'll talk and do stuff. And now I see her basically you know acting out the same scenarios that we did so that's teaching them how to be creative and and occupy themselves and developing that imagination so Jess, that would be my advice well ensuring their interest too my little boy is to the point where he's he's discovered xbox so it's like i i take you know we'll say i'll play 30 minutes with you buddy and then we gotta go do some homework and then we'll shift and play uh you know more constructive yeah you know games and activities I think that's great. I think, um, a big, I think a big thing also would be, you know, go to a thrift store or whatever. They've got tons of old toys, and it's a means of also making sure your kids have the proper, you know, physical toys mm-hmm. they can actually play so they're not on electronics. And those old those toys, toys are way better. Yeah, you know, it's they're, funny they're, because they're all durable. the new action figures and all the new toys that come out just super cheap. Mm-hmm. You go to the store, uh, a thrift store, as, as it were, buy something old made in the 50s or 60s, and they're just a blast to play with, and they'll last forever. Yeah. And they have that nostalgia. So, uh, actually, a buddy of mine that I went to high school with is on here, Anthony Abley. And uh, he's talking, he made a couple. So, he's a stay-at-home dad, best job ever. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not staying at home, but I'm, but I'm with you on that. It, it is pretty awesome. And he talks about, you know, tough love is the best. And, um, you know, sports. And sports is a great thing when they're old enough. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I'm an advocate of, of getting them involved in some kind of activity. Sports is a great way to go, but, you know, there's, there's other stuff, extracurricular things. I think that's important. Um, and I, I think a big thing also, it just goes back to spending time with them. I, yes. I, I told my wife, it's like I have to literally man up <laughs> and play with my boy to make sure I'm not taking that time selfishly. Yeah. Because me, go, I mean, you know, I'm busy. Social media is my job. You know, it's easy DMs, to do when you're you know, an entrepreneur. I, I get man. hundreds of DMs every day, mm-hmm. but I have to say, what's more important, going through those DMs or making sure my boy gets the quality time with his yeah, dad? Yeah, you got to yeah. prioritize. So I think, I think, making up. sure you know that you're allotting time and being intentional with that time. And exactly. I like what you said, being physical, you know, with your boys and or and just your kids in general. One of the things that I I feel like as a society we miss out with is one, like Anthony said, tough love. Right, parents mm-hmm. are too soft, and then two, just physical contact with your dad. You know, as men, we, we tend to be a little bit more standoffish, and mm-hmm. and I think you got to get in there. You got to rough them up. You got to love on oh, them. Literally. You got to let them know. It's, Moms are great at that, but I think sometimes as dad, we fail it, to and it gives you give them to, that contact. And it gives you a way to bond. Mm-hmm. With, Exa- with exactly. Them as well. I mean, when exactly. I, I mean, you know, when you're wrestling, you're you're, you're getting in with the guys, and, and it's literally yeah. wrestling. So he gets to know. Okay, you know, this is a way to play. Yep. But it's also getting the aggression out, and it shows you know, a, a different way that your son can relate with his dad, sure. unlike he can relate with mom. Although I'm sure a lot of moms There's some will moms get physical get in there too and, mix it up and, too. and, and yeah. bust them up. But yeah. you know, coming from my standpoint in my home, that's, that's what it's like. Well, and, and for me, like some of my fondest memories as a kid come from, from wrestling with my dad. Me and my little brother just in the living room floor getting after it and, and you know, him engaging. Like we, we'd play Nerf guns. We'd have Nerf gun wars with my dad, stuff like that. Like I still remember, you know, vividly 
getting in there and mixing it up like that. And, and, you know, that's something that I want my kids to remember as well. Let's see. So Scott Mize is uh, chiming in here. You guys keep the comments coming. This is great. Love to hear your feedback. Uh, if you're just catching up with us, we're, uh, we, are, we did have a little technical difficulty, but we should be back online here about halfway through the show. Getting a thumbs up from Zach. That's awesome. And uh, we're, we're going over being a dad, what that means to us, what we've learned, and want to hear your thoughts on that. Scott Mize says your children follow your lead. If you engage them in outside or physical activities, they will follow you. It's on the mm -hmm. parent to make certain the children are a priority, and, and I agree with that 100%, 100%. So let's talk about for a second the way, you know, the old saying, that's the way dad did it. Yep. And, uh, you know, yeah. I think it's always a way to reference something that's harder than what we have today. So what's True. something that your dad did that, you know, you're just like, oh, my gosh, Man. my dad used to. Uh, so my dad, the thing about my dad is, is we would never buy new stuff typically if it was broken we would fix it or find a way to fix it and limp it along for years like there's there's pieces mm. of equipment that we would have you know tractors and stuff that he probably still has that we just figure out a way to to make it work and now as an adult i'm like oh my gosh it would have been so much easier just to have gone and bought a new one like what or, buy, or get the new part, and it's like, no, we will rig up a way to make this thing work. You know, and unfortunately, like, wow. in today's society, it's like the things that we buy, a lot of times are just cheap crap that's yep. not worth fixing in the first place. That's true. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah. So for, my, for me, like seeing my dad doing that, I mean, the good news is learned a lot. Learned a lot of, of problem solving. Learned a lot of, of mechanic and just hands-on. Because mm -hmm. that's the thing. I mean, that's something that... You know, I want to get to the point. I don't think I'm there yet, but I look at my dad. I look at my grandfathers, and those guys could fix or build anything. Like there was nothing that they could not, no, no job or or circumstance that they couldn't tackle. And mm -hmm. I think about certain things in my life where I'm good at some stuff, and there's some things that just pff, no chance. And so for me as a dad, you know, I want to level up those skills. I want to be, you know, I want my daughter, I want my son to look at me, and be like, yeah, dad could do anything. You know, and I think that's with Savage Gentlemen, that's kind of that renaissance man culture that we yeah. want to breed, right? Where we can we can do everything from, you know, span, just spanning the gamut, right? Yep. So what about you, Vaughn? Oh, so I guess the way my dad did it is uh, I guess the biggest thing would be he was always outside, I guess, doing something. Yep. Like even when he was working, he would come home and we wouldn't see him for like, like – at least another two hours. Wow. So it was always just like, okay, he's home, but he's yeah. doing something. Whether it be changing the oil in the car, uh -huh. you know, whether it be, you know, just little maintenance things around the house. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. I'd like to say I'm a manly man, but when I go home, I'm not outside for, you know, another, two hours yeah. doing yeah. something right. like that. Right. So when I look at my dad, I'm just like, he was just always doing manly Never stuff. Never yeah. 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 For me, my dad was just always there for us. So... I played baseball all year round. I was always in California or uh, across the country playing baseball. And he was there at every single game, and he would shift his schedule around to make that work. Oh, wow. My sister always had dance. He was there at every dance recital. So making that time to put our needs in front of his was something that, you know, I really try to emulate. But unfortunately, it's just – Man, it's tough. Yeah, it's it is. It tough. is. Well, and, and again, you know, the I feel like the expectation, you know, nowadays we're working longer, we're we're tied in. You know, the expectation to work from home is mm -hmm. even greater. I mean, like I, I like you said, you're answering emails, you know, yeah. throughout the day. So it's like 
you're off the clock, but you're technically not, you know, so it, so it becomes harder and harder. But yeah, same thing, you know, I don't, it, it's rare to think of a time where my dad was just kicking back and relaxing. I mean, it wasn't yeah. until well after dark that he'd come inside, you know, eat dinner and then, you know, throw on the TV and, and usually pass out in his chair, you know, and then up first thing in the morning, back doing it all over again. And, and man, I, I think about that and it's, it, it's impressive. I mean, you know, that's something that, that I, I look at that work ethic that he had. That's mm-hmm. something that, you know, I think he instilled in me and something that I, um, you know, want to pass along as well. Yeah. Well, you know, is going back to what Vaughn said earlier in the program, it's carving out that time where you go in and you say, okay, I need at least an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to unplug from everything. And this hour is carved out just for my kids. Yep. And I think that's something that we can all, you know, take away. Um, just divvying up your time and making sure that is just for your kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just really being intentional, you know, and it was, we're talking about, New Year's resolutions, I'm sure some people probably have already fallen off the wagon with that. But, you know, really, the one thing that we don't get more of is time, you know, and and becoming a parent, becoming a dad is something that I have become acutely aware of is, you know, you turn around and and this little tiny thing, you know, is now running around and talking and, and, you know, getting into messes and that sort of thing. And it's it it flies by. and, And I think, man. I, I really have to savor every moment. You know, I'm pretty blessed to get to spend a lot of time with her. But even still, you know, I, I want to make all of those moments count. So when you're thinking about, you know, this year coming up, you know, that, that would be something that I would suggest all of us as parents is, you know, really make sure you're allotting that, that time to be intentional and, and spend with them. So we say being a dad, uh, the best job I've ever had. Yes. Obviously, when you work a job, you get paid. Yes. So what would you say, Matt, you're being a dad, what, what is payday for you? All the Man, into your you kid, know, I, I you? love coming home. I've, I work really long hours. I love coming home and no matter what, my buddy is there to play with me. That's cool. doesn't matter. I've had <laughs> the crappiest day. I can come home. We can wrestle. We can play a little Xbox. We could stay up late, watch some movies and kick it. And my bad day goes away. That's cool. Yeah, Love I it. mean, for for me, you know, just having her run up and, and hug me and, and, you know, if I'm gone for any length of time, if I go to train, because obviously she doesn't come there, so I leave her with, with mom and then I'll go do my workout, come home and she, same thing, runs up to the door, gives me a big hug, big kiss, and, you know, and then she's, she takes me up to her room to show me whatever she's been playing with. Like, that's... I mean, for, for you, you put in... At least, you know, from my perspective, you put in more time with your daughter than, than your your wife. Yeah, at, at, yeah, at the moment. And the that's, you know, yeah, that's the thing. So for us, our household is a little bit different. Um, you know, she's the primary income earner. And so so I'm I'm and I'm the primary mm-hmm. caregiver. So it is a little bit different, you know. So and just curiosity, does she choose you over over mom? No. <laughs> no, still no. Still no. Mom, mom still wins. Well, and, and that's part of it, too, is, you know. Um, she doesn't get as much time with mom. So mom time is like, that's are, are you yeah. the disciplinarian or is your wife? 
Um, actually, my wife is. My wife is is way harsher. She really. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it'll be different when we have a boy. I think yeah. I think I'll probably come down on him harder. But like, man, she's got me so rad. It's terrible. It's pathetic. Well, I, I think it comes so down bad. to whichever parent spends more time with the child, they're mm-hmm. not as much the discipline. It's hard to. Yeah. It's hard to. You like know, my, I, that's opinion. a good point. I'm I sure think. every house is different. Yeah. But I think overall, because when my mom would say, "Oh, you just wait till your dad gets yeah. off." Yeah. Like, yeah. It's that whole yeah. good cop bad my wife cop. Is old. Yeah, and if he took the belt yeah. off, it yep. was like, dad to dad, I'm, yeah. whatever I did, whatever I'm yep. going to do, please. Well, and, and, and that's the thing, though. Like, she knows she knows that, like, like mom's here, mom's pretty tough, but if you push dad too far and the hammer gets dropped, and so she, she actually toes the line pretty well with me because – you know, dad, dad can escalate it to a le- level that mom can't reach. So, but it's a good balance. You know, I think she, she, you know, my wife fills in really well where where I lack, and and hopefully vice versa. Um, I want to jump back to the comments here because people are chiming in and yep. love to hear your thoughts. So let's see. Uh, Chris Yates says we will never be as awesome as that generation. Um, you know, well, not with that attitude or not. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I don't think that that anyone is beyond redemption and i think you know that's where that's part of the reason why we're having this discussion right now is like hey let's turn the tide all of us that are having kids Mm. that are raising kids or just have the ability to influence young people whether or not you're a dad or not if you're just a male or role model in general you're you have the power to change the tide right we can teach the next generation yeah yeah and and shape it and i think we're starting to get a bit of a backlash in society where it's like, okay, we've gone too yeah, far. So we got to bring it. Is swinging back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It has to. Yeah, and, and it has to. And I think there's an ebb and flow. Everyone always talks about, you know, ah, kids these days. Literally yeah. every generation has but said I mean, that. But, I mean, it's yep. true. And I think it also goes to technology. Kids these days were forced to be a little softer because technology makes life easier, so right. to speak, yeah. in, in, some, in different yeah. aspects. But yeah. parenting-wise – you know, it makes things easier, but it also makes it tougher because there's a backlash with yeah. with not spending right. that much time with your kids as they used to. So Jeff has a great question. She or sorry, I keep Jess. Jess uh, wants to know: Can you guys talk about how you discipline your kids? Tell me, spanking still exists in this ridiculous <laughs> anti patriarchy. It does society. in my household. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. It, it does it, but it, for us, it's uh, it's actually used pretty sparingly. Um, I think know. it has a greater effect if it is used uh, sparingly. Yeah. If if you see dad escalate and it doesn't happen all the time, like man, right. I screwed up. That's I better it, check myself. And, and that's the thing. Like I almost never raise my voice with her. Like very rarely. Like mom, mom will get pretty spun up and 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 check her. Um, for me, I almost never raise my voice, but. By golly, when I do, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. stuff happens. And, and and occasionally, I mean, she's a pretty good kid, and we're pretty fortunate. Um, but occasionally, sometimes they need that spanking. Sometimes they need that physical redirect. Sure. And the way I look okay. at it is, if you're not listening, right, you know, I'd much rather give you a spanking now so that you know, hey, there is immediate consequence to what I'm saying than having you run off, you know, and I tell you don't run away, and you run away and you go out in a parking lot – you know, because you don't listen, right? Sometimes you have to bring it to that level. So, you know, I, I, I'm not an expert. I'm not a psychologist. But I do think that, that there is there's a time and a place showing, for spanking you know? if done correctly. And usually for us, we'll do about um, – and this is more to Jess's question. Um, we'll do like a three-strike thing. So, it, you know, she knows it's coming. It's not just, oh, you messed up. This is a spanking. Hey, you keep doing that. You're going to get a spanking. This is your first warning. 
continues mm-hmm. on. So, yeah. This is yeah, your they, second. This is your third. Okay, now this is happening. You you chose to continue, right? And we explained that very vividly that, hey, this was a choice that you make. This is a direct result of your action, right? And you it, had an it option. It also lets them know they can't do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what life is. You cannot yeah. do whatever you want unless there's consequences. So in my house, yeah, my wife is more time out, but she has broken down and spanked our boy once. But me – Ooh, wife my, spot my getting God, in there. My huh? God, yeah. I, I'd probably say maybe maybe – I won't say like once a week, but maybe once every, you know, 10 days or so. It's just whenever he acts out of line, Mm -hmm. I am not afraid to spank him. But I'll tell you what, the first time I spanked my boy, it was one of the hardest moments. I bet. Oh, man. Especially when they're they're pretty small. And you don't have to spank them hard. Because they're like your little best friend. I know. And all of a sudden they do something wrong and you spank them. They're looking at you like betrayal. Like, you betrayed me, father. How did you just hit me? You know, I think the one thing my wife and I have tried to bestow upon our son is treating women correctly. And that's the one time. I absolutely lost it with Let my boy it. is you do not treat your mother this way ah, you know yeah, that, that's and that's one. the one thing my dad bestowed upon us is <laughs> talk back to dad you're gonna get but you talk back to mom you're really gonna yeah, get it super yeah. gonna get it um, let's see. So we've got Justin Keck here, first time listener. So thanks for tuning in Justin and, and everyone else we got folks on YouTube and and Facebook and uh, so thanks for joining us. Let's see. We've got uh, Mitch Hale says each kid responds differently. My twins respond completely differently to spankings, timeout, scolding, or or hot sauce. I don't know what you you're know, doing with the hot sauce. You know, I'll but say what, what Scott what Scott just said about how his girls uh, they preferred spanking over the words. This really disappoints me. Yeah, I can and, see and, that. And again, Scott, that that comes from we have younger kids. So, but when when you say that, I guess that would really resonate with parenting when your yeah. kids get old enough. So and and I think. My boy is, you know, my boy, he's six years old. I think he's at the point where he realizes that when we're disappointed with him. And, you know, that's a good point that you bring up, Scott. Maybe as our kids get older, we should switch tactics. Absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, she's three now, and she's to the point now where I I can't think of the last time that I had to actually spank her. You know, if if I just say that that she's upset me, that's usually enough, and, and she'll start crying. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, she, she's such a little sweetheart, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, and again, like uh, Mitch was saying, each kid is different, you know, and I don't think there's a right or wrong way, but to say, you know, absolutely, I will never do this or never do that, I, I think is pr- probably a limited scope on parenting. Like, I didn't think that I was going to do timeout because like we never did timeouts as kids. I thought that was stupid. Um, but then as a parent, it's like, you know what, this would actually be a really good situation for that. You know, and, and again, just like you're being intentional with your time, I think you need to be intentional with however you're you're punishing or correcting is is a way I'd rather say correcting your child's behavior, right? Yeah. Um, Situation's always going to dictate. Yeah. Absolutely. And th- going back to that, that reminds me of like one of the things, and I think we should all do this. One of the things that we're going to change about our parenting skills versus our parents. Yeah. So like my dad specifically, just with my parents in general, if you talked about feelings or you talked about, um, you know, just how you feel to them, they took that as a form of disrespect. You do not speak openly to me. <laughs> and, and so like I'm, and it backfired on my parents because I can honestly say I am not best friends with my parents sure. because for the very fact that I never could feel like I could tell them you anything. You never developed that relationship. I could relationship. never openly yeah. talk about that. But my parents, did they raise a hard worker? Yes. Did they raise somebody that would respect 
uh, um, you know, authority and people and the elders, absolutely. But when it comes to actually being able to open up and express my feelings, that is where I can say my parents failed. Because and, and it took me a while to realize that. Yeah. And looking back on people would be like, Yeah, I tell my mom everything. And I'd be you're like, Huh? That's weird. That means like you're best friends with your mom. Yeah. So it took me a while to develop and actually think, okay, when I'm a parent, I'm gonna make sure I am my kid's best friend. Yeah. It's okay mm-hmm. for them to tell me things even if they make a mistake or they do something wrong. Yeah. Because I couldn't ever tell my parents if I did yeah. something wrong yeah. for the sheer fact yeah, that you're we, get... didn't, we didn't develop that relationship. Well, yeah. and I think you also got to develop that emotional side with your kids too. Yep. It's hard as, as men, you go, well, that's kind of that's kind of uh, fruity. Right, you know? yeah, and, that's kind of sissy but, stuff, man. But you got to. You got to connect with your kids on an emotional level. And, and that's going to be different for every parent and every kid. Yeah. But it's so critical. Absolutely. Well, and that, it, it teaches them how to connect to other people, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I was really fortunate. Like I, I had a super, super open relationship with both my mom and my dad, you know, and, and I remember having lots of long heart to heart talks about, you know, especially as I was older, you know, relationship stuff, you know, when you're when you're in sixth grade and that girl breaks up with you, man, that is the end of the world, <laughs> the end of the world. Right. So, um, but being able to come to them and talk to that, I think really, really helped me, you know, to relate to other people. And, well, and as we're answer me this, did you yes. get the birds and the bees? Oh talk? yeah, yes I did. That was yeah. from Dad though. That would have been weird. Did you get the birds and the bees talk? Kind of. So it was kind of that like uh, I'm, I'm going to dip my toe into the water on this subject and quickly recoil. Right? Oh no, we like, went we went full potato, and oh my gosh, it was. It was pretty. It was, I, I, it think, was, I think my dad kind of went like, "You, you kind of get what I'm, you get what, what I'm getting." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You get it. Right. Mine, I was like, uh, yeah. to, to be fair, mine was like a progression, right? So it was like, here's here's like the you know the 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 abbreviated version, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you're a little bit older. We're gonna we're gonna add a little bit more. And then you know, by the time I was of age, so to speak, it was like, I think I got a pretty firm concept of what's going on here, like. Man, it was you know, probably know more about, than I need to know. I, I don't know about you guys, but kids are learning that stuff so early oh, yeah. nowadays. Even oh, when I was a kid, yeah. I mean, Look, by you like watch, you watch a music video and boom, you've already there done it half is. of it right there. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's like whoa, yeah. watch, yeah. watch a Nicki Minaj video, man. Yeah, Jeez, yep. it's, it's, it, yeah, it's And what you don't get from they, the music video, you get from your buddies on the playground. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's, a, that's yeah. A good I mean, point. me like I never, I never got that talk from my parents at all. And of course, I had four brothers and a sister, so maybe they just thought they told me, but it was one of the others they told you know yeah I don't know but I think that's very important to also just have that relationship with your kids so they can come to you and ask about anything especially now like you say they get the information at such a young age yes so I think it's critical to not only being a a good parent but also being able to let them know they can come and talk to you about anything especially now when you have so many different people identifying as different sex different this different that it's a very confusing time oh yeah like for kids kids don't know where to to identify who who are they and it's just like no you are a boy or you are a girl and that's where we have to describe (laughs) how society is kind of just yeah going in a different well and and there's there's ambiguity because you can you know you're outsourcing this information to teachers to whomever right to media sources where kids are going online and looking up stuff and it's like who knows where where they're going to get their information well i want to hear from our viewers what are some of the steps you guys have taken to kind of protect your kids from uh the media basically i mean you should never completely close them off but they're i obviously don't want my little boy looking at porn i don't want them looking at uh you know 
explicit sites or, or, you know, listening to explicit music. So what are some of the suggestions that you guys have? Yeah, that's, it's actually pretty interesting because your son is in that age where he's getting access to that stuff for us. We're not there yet, but it is something to consider. And to be quite honest, I, uh, I, I don't I don't know that, that uh, I'm quite prepared to figure that out yet, but let's see. Um, so Tim is 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 tuning in and he says everyone has two chances as a parent child relationship. Even if you had a bad parent, you can still be a good one for your kids. And that's a great that's a great point. So no matter what your relationship with your parent is, you got another chance when you become uh, you know a mom or a dad. You know, now you can instill you know and and cultivate that that good relationship so i think that's important zach's giggling about something on here what are you what are you laughing at let's see best dad ever having one son on each side of a talk show oh there you go papa Mm. (laughs) appreciate it um so that's polar knights turning in from twitch um so thanks for thanks for hanging out that's a Great joke, you got us. Zach's, Zach's loving it. He is just, got he it. is just giggling, giggling. Um, so yeah, so you know, keep those comments coming. Yeah, I don't know what to do about you know this information age. You know, I know there's like blocks and stuff you can set on, you know, on, on your devices, right? I know for me, I want to postpone my child having a communication device, cell phone, tablet, whatever, for as long as humanly possible because. You know, I, I think about kids today. I think about the technology. If I had access to what, stuff what, like Snapchat and stuff when I was a kid. Let's talk about when you were a kid. Like, what what man. did you have that you would hide from your parents? Uh, the the only thing that I did that was, like, probably deviant that I hid from my parents was probably just talking on the phone with girls till all That's hours the thing, of the night. The thing is, like, my dad, he would pick up another phone on the other side of the house and just hit mute uh-huh. and listen in on what was And my on. parents may have as well, but they never said anything, so I, I guess I lucked out on that one. All right. How about you? You know what? It, it was kind of hard, too, because I had a cell phone by the time I was – I don't know, 12, 13, oh, wow. which is, you know, it's hard nowadays. I swore that I'd never do that, Yeah. but man, it's almost a necessity nowadays. Um, I would say the one thing that I tried to uh, keep hidden from my parents was, uh, you know, when the Victoria's Secret magazines would come and everything. It was Sears. It was Sears, Sears catalog. Yeah, Sears catalog. Okay. Was that There was the one section of like, ooh. Hello. Hello, uh, CS. See, see, CS 1991. Uh, Check it out. Go for it. Yeah, see, I, uh, I, I had some, um, some cousins. Mm, that, uh, the cousin influence the, there. The cousin influence. So I, I got. I got uh, you got hooked up. I got hooked well, up with some How old were you when you got a cell, cell phone? Oh, I wasn't talking about cell phones. I know, I know. We're oh, talking okay. About, we're talking about the influence. I'm talking. No, oh, okay. Back to him. Right, he got right. his, back so that way, I'm, I want to know how old I your cousins see. were. So basically, I'm gauging what kind, of, what type of technology you had when you were. Uh, oh, 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 let's see. So I think when I started driving was when I got my first cell phone. So like 16. Oh, That's okay. when. Yeah. So I was, you know, I was, I was old enough to probably. Well, I was old enough to get myself into some trouble. I guess probably the best way to look at that. Um, oh, someone just noticed our. Drinking glasses here. Oh, yes, so, indeed. Uh, Zach, I made them. I made them. Uh, these are made in America by by Matt. Matt made them. I made them. And there's the bottom of They're it. Yeah, check good out the looking, bottom. huh? Oh, there it is. There it is. Pow. Yeah, boom. Yes. Boom. Savage young. <laughs> well, again, for me, I think it goes back to, yeah, you want to prolong that as much as possible. But I think when it comes to cultivating your, your children, it's just having that level of trust with them and being like, this is going to be tempting to do 
and look up these different apps because at that point, you know, mm-hmm. when our kids do get, you know, 12, 13, yeah. who knows what type of apps or different Man, things I mean, by, by the time my daughter is 13, you could probably stream directly into your cerebral cortex at that point. Like, <laughs> like it's just going to go directly into your brain. Just a direct link. Plugged into the matrix. Wireless. Most likely. Yeah, it's going to be. So I, so I don't know. I mean, you know. But that's as parents again. We kind of have to safeguard our kids. Like you don't want to completely shut them off from the world, but at the same time, man, there's mm-hmm. stuff that they don't need to be seeing or getting involved and in. And you until... gotta let them know what's right and wrong. Yeah, this and is okay. This right. is absolutely not okay. Absolutely. And you're gonna see it, but be warned. Yeah. Do yeah. not pursue it. I think that's a great. I think that's a great point. So let's see. So Jody tunes in and says that I don't think you can block your children from media sources in this age. That's where the communication thing becomes so important. You need to create a relationship that makes your kids feel like they can come to you when they have questions about what they're exposed to. And um, that's a a really good point. And I think at the end of the day, that really is all you can do. You know, you can you can set up blocks on your web browser and make sure they're not going to the dark net. But I mean, it I, I was pretty savvy, like I'm, I, and, and I still found ways around that stuff in loopholes, you know, as a kid to, you know, get into mm-hmm. the stuff that I probably shouldn't have. Right. But, you know, it, it's one of those things where you, you do have to have those open lines of communication. I think you have to start that young, you know, oh, and you yeah, have to absolutely. cultivate and, it. And I think that's where it really gets into, you know, for, for your kids or whatever. It's like, okay, you are going to go to Boy Scout camp, you know, where there's no cell mm-hmm. phones, nothing. It's just you, the boys, nature. <laughs> And you, you have to set certain things up of being like, yeah, we're going to spend more time out going outdoors. We're going to spend more time hunting. You know, it's really and, – and as a parent, it's like you might want to do something else with your time. You may not be a hunter, but as long as you're getting your kids out there and doing something else rather than just cooped up with a piece of technology, right. I think it's important. And, and for me, it's like that piece of technology, that's my income. That's how I make money. But yeah, sure. for me overall, I would much rather throw that away and make sure my kids are raised right. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's spending far, all the time with that technology. far more important. And I think someone commented, if you can scroll up just a little bit, Zach, um, uh, someone mentioned that, that uh, they came into a relationship that there was kids already. And I think, uh, so yeah, here, Michael Lawrence says, my ex-fiance used to pacify her daughter with an iPad. Uh, when he came into the, in the picture, he made her put it down and play with him, even if it was toy cup making, cupcake making, lay on the floor and spend time with her. Mm-hmm. And, man, that is so invaluable. And I, and I do that as much as possible with my kid because I remember my dad, you know, whenever he could, taking that time to do it. Yep. And that is, like, one of the, again, one of the best memories I can think of is just getting in there and uh, – <laughs> And and, uh, and and having fun with them. And, and Polar Knights is killing it tonight. He says, <laughs> don't let the young one have any more alcohol. Yeah, sorry, Matt. You don't get any more. He's too young. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So, psych. He's actually been drinking Monster the whole time. It looks, it looks the same. Can you believe it? Um, let's see. So, it? Eric Wagner says, completely off the dad topic, but will you guys ever make those glasses for sale? Well... You we're are working on it. In luck. Yeah, that is that is happening and um, we're actually working on I guess now's as good a time as any. We're actually working on building out a Savage Gentleman store, Savage Gentleman website. We're in the process of that. So that's part of the reason why we brought Matt in here. He's gonna be kind of a new face. He's uh, teaming up. He's actually been involved the whole time, but now he's stepping out from the dark recesses. Yeah, I'll be helping out product development. I've got a lot of new products, a lot of handmade, made-in-the-USA products, and I think you guys are really going to love. God bless America. 
Oh, yes, yeah. indeed. All right, back on topic. Yes, let's get <laughs> back to it. If like, there was one one piece of advice, actually, you could even do two or three, that you would give a new father, if he told you today, "Hey, man, I'm going to be a dad." What advice would you have for him? I would say don't rush into it. I was 20 years old when I had a kid, and it made me grow up so now, fast. Not not prying too deep, but was that yeah. by accident? Was that uh, a surprise? Was that a? You know, me and my wife got married when I got home from Iraq. Uh, I was 20 years old. Um, and she got pregnant right away. No, it wasn't planned. She was on birth control, and uh, that'll happen. You know, <laughs> it was a surprise for sure. But mm-hmm. it made me grow up extraordinarily quick, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't change it for the world. I absolutely love my little guy, um, but you know, try to have things planned out. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Josh? <sighs> Man, for me, I, in a perfect world, like. I don't know that you can ever have everything. The The problem with me for planning stuff out, and this is getting into like having our second kid, my wife wanted to time it you know, around her work schedule and her career and that sort of thing. And, Did you um, guys plan, Averly? Uh, yes. Um, yeah. I, if with, with Maverly, actually, we wanted to have kids around that, that timeline. We didn't know exactly when. We were like, okay, let's, let's work towards this, and whenever it happens, it happens. And that was, that was kind of how that worked. And then for the second one, we were kind of on that same thing, but she wanted to push, push it back a little bit later. I was like, no, 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 let's, let's go ha- ahead. And we'll, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Okay. And so, now, now, with, um, but, now with knowing that background, what advice would you give for me? Well, as far as planning, I <laughs> don't back think – Coming that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you can plan a perfect time. I think there's no such such thing as having a perfect time to have a kid. Plan so that you have your life somewhat in order, but you know, financially, you know, stability-wise, like I, I mean, every time we when we have Maverly, when we're having this other one, it's like we're not really 100% ready, mm-hmm. but you know, we'll make it work. And in all the headache, all the extra, you know, whatever we have to do, is ultimately going to be worth it. And and my advice as a parent would be just trying to to get you know squeeze as much juice in every bit of the time that you have you know whether that's only an hour a day because you're working and slaving away or you you have you're like me and you have more ample time take take all of it take all, all of it, it. sorry yeah. to cut you off what was your fatherly advice oh man i was actually laughing at what zach put on the screen but uh, you know what i would say i don't remember <laughs> I don't remember all those emails that I stayed up late to write. I don't yeah. remember all the times that, you know, I came home way too late from work. Uh, but what I do remember is I do remember, you know, my son being born, me tackling or wrestling with my little boy, me, uh, you know, going on vacation with him, things like that. So I would say uh, choose your time wisely mm-hmm. and, and make – every second count yeah and 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 i'll add one thing to that you know plan out things to make those memories because you know she's only going to be three once right Mm -hmm. and and the world through the eyes of a three-year-old is a beautiful magical thing so you know to to say okay you know what i'm going to carve out a weekend and we're going to do this thing i probably am not going to enjoy it but to her this is going to be the most fantastic experience she's ever had and and to do that deliberately as, as often as you can, I think that's another another you know piece of advice. And and Manspot as a as a father of, of two young boys, what would you say is is your sage wisdom? You know, I, I think the biggest thing is uh, when when we had our first boy and we were sitting in the hospital and I remember holding him, 
I remember thinking, of course, my life has completely changed, but I, I always thought, if there's one thing I can I can teach this boy, it's one just how to grow like, a beard. Yeah, but of course that's given. <laughs> Come on, Obviously. Guys. I just Come sprinkled on. some of these on his face, and those <laughs> will be born, you know, in about three years. Um, no, I think it was just letting them know how much you know he's loved. And I think as long as a child knows that they're loved, they'll, yeah. they'll know that they'll be taken care of. Yeah. And it's also, again, you know, just making sure that in the in a world that's so confusing and so impressionable on so many different people of what direction to go, of what's right or what's wrong, I think uh, the biggest thing is I also just wanted him to, to know that, uh, you know, God exists, that th he also develops mm -hmm. faith mm -hmm. in his life. And I, I think it's committing for time. Yeah. yeah, just like what you guys said, it's committing to that time. So I think it's the biggest thing is love, faith, and uh, giving them time. So yeah. I think those are the right three on. things I would say I, like I could that. pass on. I like to, that. To and, 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 you know, I think last thing to close on touching on what you said, we, um, I, I don't think we tell kids, we tell our kids, people in general, that we love them enough. I think as men, that, that L-O-V word, mm -hmm. the L-O-V-E word is, a, is kind of a four-letter word that we don't like to throw around. And I think it's super important. If we look at, if we look at society, right, and we look at all the, the negative things, if we want to boil it all back down to how we got to this, like how could, you, how could this person do such a thing, right? How could these crimes – they weren't loved, right? Or they didn't know they were loved. Whatever that is. I mean, if we really want to distill it down, it's mm -hmm. we need to express that. You know, as men, it's hard for us to do, um, especially you know with the, with the the stigma, right? Or that's too sappy. And man, you, you got to say it early. You got to yeah, say it often I, to I your think, wife, I think to your a big kid, to your with, buddies. With people identifying as something other than what they are is because their parents fully didn't tell them who they were, sure, and where yeah. they came yeah. from. Yeah, and and so they, they feel they like they them. have to identify as and something become something else different to feel yeah. accepted by a group, a crowd, their their yourself. So, so to me, it, it all comes back right down to that love yeah of, yep. and it, it comes down to the parents I know we talk about being a dad but it's just as much as a mother too. Sure. more than anything in our day and age there are single parent families whether yeah. it's a dad raising the child or a mother so yeah we're, we're all fortunate yeah. right now that our kids have you know both mom and dad in the picture sure but yeah. I think for everybody out there they're all experiencing yeah that's easy for them to say I'm, I'm a dad raising this but I, again Nothing can replace that advice of just making sure your kids are loved and making sure they have that right direction. Yeah, I, I think that's huge. And if, if, you know, nothing else, if that's the only takeaway, I mean, I think that's a pretty, pretty solid message, you know, and, and, you know, I, I don't know where else to go from there, to be quite honest with you. I think, I think that about says it all. Anything else you guys want to add to that, Matt? Man, it's hard to follow that up. So I, 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 think, just... I mean, I think that's a pretty good stopping point. So from all of us, you know, thanks so much for tuning in. Manspot, thanks for stopping by Absolutely. and, uh, thanks for having me. you know, hanging out. And hopefully we'll be seeing more of this glorious beard in the mm -hmm. future. And uh, everyone else for, for tuning in, thank you guys for hanging out and chatting with us. Love the engagement. Love the uh, comments. So we're, we're back in action. You know, 2018, we've got some big things coming for Savage Gentlemen, so stay tuned for that. Cool products, cool Cool things happening. So uh, cheers, guys. Thanks, Take guys. care. Till next time.